This is Saturday morning's must-listen form hour. Set to go. Ready. Racing. The best minds in the business are ready to have their say. This is the Melbourne Racing Panel. Looking forward to getting our teeth stuck into Group 1 racing at Caulfield. Terrific days racing also at Randwick with Group 1 racing up there. The panel has assembled. Firstly, welcoming Dean Lester. Good morning to you, Dean. Yeah, good morning, Warren. How are you feeling about Sir Rupert Clark Stakes Day? Uh, really looking forward to the day. It's uh, always a very good race. Big field, handicap conditions. Shame the favourite didn't get in, but we've got a very even and competitive race ahead of us. Overnight rain, only four mils in the last 24 hours or so. Track currently a, a soft six. What, what are you expecting from the way the track might play? Uh, I think it'll play pretty well. Uh, it might be on the improving side, so just depending on how the weather uh, goes through the morning, uh, we might be pleasantly surprised with the track we're playing on. David Gately, welcome to you. Big meeting in both Melbourne and Sydney. Looking forward to your thoughts on the Sydney program in the, the next hour. How are you seeing the meeting at Caulfield first? Yeah, look, uh, obviously a couple of, um, you know, elites have come out in both states, but uh, um, no, it's, it's terrific racing, isn't it? And uh, we'll see how we go. It's, um, yeah, some, still some really, obviously, promising horses there. Nicole Thomas from the Tab joins us. No doubt there's been some big interest in both meetings and a lot of interest in I Wish I Win, who didn't gain a start in the Sir Rupert Clark. Good morning to you, Nicole. Good morning to you, Warren. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but there's still been some really back, well back runners here. Aft Cabin has been popular since we've opened the market. That's in race four. And also Gold Trip in race six. Some money there as well. And Chain of Lightning in race eight. I think that is definitely the best back runner on the program at this stage. Zaki coming out of the George Main in, in Sydney. Notification of that coming through yesterday. What's that done to Animo's price? Uh, Enemo's very short now, so we do have a price. Um, we would have liked to see the two of them do battle, but we get a dollar sixty for Animo. It looks really tough to beat in the George Main. That is race seven, number three, Animo, one dollar sixty. Looking forward to getting some of the better bets around the country from you later on in this hour. Let's kick off with the first at Caulfield. It's over the two thousand metres. It's one of the races that's clear of scratchings. How's the market looking the first, Nicole? How's the market looking the first? Yeah, number one global gift has gone seven fifty into seven dollars. Kobulu number two is forty one dollars and has drifted out to that price. Fengarada number three, it's drifted out. It is favourite. It's three dollars seventy, but has drifted out from three dollars ten. Number four, French Moon, a fifteen dollar chance. Neroni number five is seventeen dollars. Resurge number six is eighteen. Constantinople number seven is thirty one dollars. Eight Head of State eight dollars fifty, drifting from seven fifty. Number nine Protection Money is a nine dollar chance, also a drifter, but. Money Money for Unique Artist, number 10, $14 into the $10 quote. Gone West has been recently supported, number 11, $12 into 9. And Pray de Trois, number 12, nice and solid at the $8.50. So the favourite is on the drift with some good money for Unique Artist, Gone West recently, and also Global Gift. Benchmark 78, Dino, so not the, the highest rating race on the card. How do you think they might run the first? Yeah, Warren, uh, I think that the likely speed uh, in the race, you're looking at you know, a horse like Fingerada is going to be prominent, uh, who's well in the betting research, maybe first down to the rail, and then Global Gift going up in trip, and Narone uh, from out wider perhaps might take a spot, but uh, I think the speed will be even. But, yeah, they've got that little dog leg after about 150 metres and then that long run to the, uh, to the top of the hill. So they'll sort themselves out over that period of time. 
listening to John Leake during the week, he wasn't that thrilled with having to travel Fingerada to, to Swan Hill and back and have that, that, that race abandoned, the rest of the meeting abandoned. In your experience, what sort of a challenge would, would that create for, for a horse who's in such good form but obviously had that you know, unwanted trip five hours each way in the float? Probably wasn't ideal, uh, but uh, yeah, he didn't then exert the energy of race day, but he had the adrenaline rush of, uh, you know, the horse would have been anticipating that he was going to run. So uh, yeah, he, he had a long day out really. So uh, it's a little bit of a challenge, but he's a hard fit horse. So uh, I think he'll race well again here. Um, I'm more interested. He's got the concussion plates on for the first time deep into a preparation. That suggests a little change there. So I'm going to go with uh, number nine, Protection Money, because we've been watching him build his form this preparation and last start. I think he just peaked on his run. I think he's ready to win. I'm going to go with him to beat one global gift who's racing consistently. Uh, out to 2,000 metres, as I said, I think he'll make his own luck and run very well and getting away from the valley. Three Fingerada can't knock what he's done since he's joined the John Leake Yard. He's unbeaten. Uh, I think this is an extra challenge. And 11 Gone West was a really good return off a long spell next best. But I'm going to go with protection money in an even race. 9, 1, 3 and 11. 9, 1, 3, 11 from Dino. Gator, how are you seeing the first? Yeah, it's, um, I, look, I have landed on, on finger. I'd obviously not many win with 63 and a half. Um, the margin was significant. First go beyond 1,800, another positive as well. Won five of six on heavy and some... Um, yeah, you just, you know, when it, you just want as many um, things in your favour as, as you can get. And when you get a couple of things like that uh, going against you, it's, it's not ideal, but we, we've got it on top. Global Gift is absolutely flying. Gap between runs, two runs ago, came wide at the valley. Not many did that day. And sat wide at that same track and still was in the finish. Not many did that that day either. So going really well. He did run, incidentally, well at 2008. He was at home as a, as a much younger athlete. So I don't have too, um, too many worries about the, uh, um, the trip. Protection money is going really well. It's about ready to win, uh, for sure. And, and Gone West, first of all, was better than it looked. So uh, we've gone 3 one nine eleven. Yeah, I think we're all seeing the race similarly. Three one nine eleven from Gator, nine one three eleven from Dino. Just hoping Fingerada can cope with that uh, issues of the, the concussion plates going on and the trip to Swan Hill and back. Certainly, his form says he's settled in well into, into John Leake's stable. So three for me, head of one global gifter. I think he will make his own luck riding the speed out to the two thousand metres. Covered a bit of ground last start, battled on well. Nine protection money. I think he might be looking for further, maybe in his next run or two. But he's come back well, he'll be very strong late and 12 Pre Trois fit and consistent, 3, 1, 9 and 12 for me. Race 2's over the 1000 metres, the only scratching is number 10, Sweeten, who broke the maiden earlier on in the week. Nicole, how's the market looking race 2? Number one, Cannonball is a seven dollar fifty chance. It opened six fifty and did reach ten, so it's back into that seven fifty quote. Renosi number two is ten dollars in from thirteen. Lascars number three, it's been back today six fifty into six dollars. Number four, Port Albert a six dollar chance and a big drifter out from four forty. Miss Rosiano's gone from eleven dollars into seven fifty. Number five, number six, Extravagant Star is two dollars nineteen with that small. Only solid at that quote. Winner takes it all. Number seven is a $16 chance. Number eight, Kin, was backed in from a big price, $18 into 10. And number nine, Destiny's Dance, a 101. So money for Renault, Sue here, Miss Rosiano, and also Kin backed in from that big price. James Cummings earlier on, Gator was indicating that he, he'd like Renault, Sue, to be the, the speed of the speed, so to speak. So intent to, to be shown there. 
likely with Renault. So how do you see the, the speed and the race shaping up yourself? Well, um, I have trouble answering that question given all nine of them have either led or sat second in one of their races at this, you know, throughout their, their relatively short careers to date. So um, it'll be a real tactical battle early. Obviously, Renoso does have, have good toe and has been able to lead at Chairman Stakes at 1,000. So, um, you know, so others that have led or sat second, they've been 1,100, 1,200. So, uh, look, the short answer is I'm, I'm not sure. Um, but uh, and, and not 100% sure about the answer either as far as the race result goes. But I've tipped the extravagant star who resumes... He was a tough winner on debut. He beat Paris Dior and some handy males in the English Millennium. Had excuses in the sweet embrace spelled. Did look terrific in a recent uh, jump out. Port Albert resumes. He was a bit new on debut, but he closed off well behind a key rival there in Cannonball uh, and then nailed by Hellhound. He ran well last week in the Captain Thebes. So easy to like his jump out as well. Cannon Borwell, he beat Port Albert, and they clashed at two and then wasn't far away in a vain stakes. Faded in the San Domenico, but A, worst part of the track, and B, all that form's fabulous. I mean, he crossed the line near the Poseidon stakes of Quinella. Uh, Lascaz, perhaps the pick of the Godolphin ones, but could be wrong there as well. Six, four, one, and three for me. How are you seeing race two, Dean? Uh, I think this is a really tough race, uh, Warren. I'll be uh, spectating. Uh, I tip Cannonball, wouldn't want the track to be on the worst side. I just think he's got race fitness now. He might land outside Extravagant Star with that race fitness, but Extravagant Star can win first up. She's a good filly and well-placed. Lascars is a good maiden, gets a cheap run here, and he's going to be very competitive. And Port Albert comes off some pretty soft trials. He's been gelded. He's first up. Uh, I'm wary of him. The stable going great guns. But, uh, yeah, tricky race for me, Warren. One, six, three, and four. They're Dino's numbers, one, six, three, and four, six, four, one, and three from Gator. I, I like those relatively quiet jump outs of, of Port Albert. He's been gelded. I, I think his runs today to, have shown promise. And at gelding operation in a race where there does look to be reasonable speed, as Gator outlined, I think Port Albert's got as good a chance as anything. Four ahead of six, extravagant star, who's trolled up nicely. She'll look to be part of that speed from a, a favourable draw. Seven winner takes it all might have the potential to, to sit off them a little bit and be a, a bit of a stalker from that draw. And three, Lascars might be the best of the, the Godolphin runners. But as Gator said, could easily get that wrong. Even race, race two, my numbers are four, six, seven and three. Race three on the cards over the 1,400 metres. Scratchings number one, Catalan, who went around at, uh, at Newcastle yesterday. What's the market look like in race three, Nicole? Well, we do have a deduction with the scratching of Catalan number one, but two Cyclone Sally after that's been $19 into 15 Number three, Jump the Broom is an $11 chance. Number four, Mega Mia, $13. Pride of Jenny, number five, even with deductions applied, it's into four forty from six fifty. Number six, Zuzarella has been supported this morning, $8 into six fifty. Zamaui, number seven, is a $21 chance. Number eight, Ocean Miss, $13. Adela Moore, number nine, it's been backed five into $4.20 after, sorry, $5.50. Saigon's the one that's been back number 10 five dollars into four dollars 20 lazuka number 11 is a 19 dollar chance so support after that deduction for both pride of jenny also saigon and recent support this morning for zuzarella intriguing race i think i would have thought that cyclone sally we know that she's at her best when she's ridden positively so she's likely to be part of the speed with craig newer aboard she probably wouldn't mind some some rain coming but she'll fit she'll roll forward nearer the inside i thought 
prior to Jenny, perhaps holds a spot. Maybe even Adela Moore, who's trialled up quite well out wider, jumped the broom, has the potential to roll forward. Perhaps a few horses taking a sit drawn inside, jumped the broom. I thought Saigon was terrific first up. She trialled well going into that race number 10. I thought uh, she could run well on an each-way basis. Not surprised there's been support for her. Prior to Jenny was good first up. She'll strip fitter, as will six. Zuzarella coming through the same form line. And four, Megamia. She's fit. She's consistent. Hopefully we get to see Dita Clark cheering Megamia. I don't think anyone would begrudge that, even if they back something else in the race. I've gone 10, 5, 6 and 4 in the third, Dean. How are you seeing it? Uh, Warren, uh, I'm going also with Saigon. Uh, I thought her first up run was good. I just think the position in running here, she can probably be that little bit closer, maybe just a pair closer, not, uh, and run very well. I think the dangerous pride of Jenny, up to 1,400 metres, she'll ride the speed with Cyclone Sally. I think she's on the up, and uh, she can run well. Uh, nine, Adela Moore, 52 kilos and an inside draw. She's had an official trial and a jump out. I think she's a good chance fresh. And six Zuzarellas going to have to come from the back of the field and wind up. But uh, conditions suit look for her to be strong late. But I'm principally framing my thoughts around Saigon and Pride of Jenny. Ten, five, nine, six. How are you seeing the third gator? Yeah, just lean slightly the other way um, with Pride of Jenny. I really loved her trial before the first tub run and I was looking forward to seeing her return. I thought the Cochrane was a bridge too far and... Um, turns out it, it was, but, I mean, she wasn't bad. She was outspared and then strong enough on and over the line. Everything about that tells me 1,400's um, going to suit her better, which we thought anyway. Uh, she was terrific rolling along at a, at a strong speed and getting touched off when second up last time in a group two at 1,400. So, um, yeah, I think that's the way to go. I think the, the Cochrane form, um, this is the way I've learned slightly, in saying that, I've got Saigon in for second, who tried well herself before that good return. Best closer off a moderate tempo. Now, the leader of that race was Lady of Honour, um, who, who won the race, of course, and then ran second to kiss on all four cheeks. There's the Cochrane form tied together for you. Zuzarella battled home well enough in the Cochrane, crossed the line with Pride of Jenny, and Adela Moore uh, just never runs poorly. She beat Saigon when they clashed in May and um, has no weight. Five, ten, six, nine. Air Race 3's numbers for Gator 5, 10, 6 and 9. Dean Lester with 10, 5, 9 and 6. My numbers in the third are 10, 5, 6 and 4. That's three of the races down on a Group 1 card at Caulfield. We're racing on a soft 6 with the rail in the 6 metre position. And if you didn't hear the latest on the track conditions at Randwick, the rail's true. We're on a soft 7 there for a Group 1 race day at Randwick. It's 18 after 8. Reviewing Group 1 racing Sir Rupert Clark Stakes Day at Caulfield. Dean Lester, David Gately, Nicole Thomas from the tab with me racing. Race four on the card is the Caulfield Guineas Prelude over 1,400 metres. It's clear of stretchings. It's an intriguing race. How does the market look, Nicole? It is indeed. Number one, Osipanko is a drifter in this market, 370 out to 460. But after cabin number two, this one's been back the favourite, 250 to $2.25. Number three, Zambagini, a $23 chance. Four, Meridius is $10. Number five, Lethal Thoughts, uh, 17 Six, Sir Bailey, 26 Amenable number seven, there's some specking there, 14 into 12 Eight, Japanese Emperor's been back from 9 15 to 7 Sir Juggernaut, number nine, $34. Berardino, number 10, is 41 And Black Samurai, number 11, is a 50 $51 chance. So excellent money here for the favourite aft cabin number two, but also money for Amenable and Japanese Emperor too. 
Dino, just before we get your thoughts on how you think they might run this race, just uh, been asked to repeat your, your tips for race two. I've got them down as one, six, three, and four for the second. If you could confirm one, six, three, and four, if I can read my writings correct for race two, Dino. Yep, that's that's it, Warren. One, six, three, and four for Dino. Six, four, one, and three if you miss Gators' tips in that race, and four, six, seven, and three from me. How do you see the tempo in the Caulfield Guineas Prelude? Not clear cut. Uh, I'm thinking that uh, you've got any of the inside four barriers could use tactical speed. Uh, aft cabin up to 1,400 metres won't be that far away. So it'll just come down to intent. Zambagini wasn't ridden with much intent to go forward the other day, but at 1,400 you'd think he might be uh, from a good draw a lot closer in the run. So, yeah, I think any of those could take it up. thought it was an intriguing race, number of different form lines coming together. How did you line them up? There is, but ultimately, I think the top two are the, the key runners. I think Ozapenko and uh, Aft Cabin, and it, it's an opinion-based race. I think you, you, you either one camp or the other. I'm with Aft Cabin because he's back up to 1,400 metres and he's got the race fitness on his side. Ozapenko has trolled up really nicely. I think he'll peak on Guineas Day and he's a legitimate Guineas contender looking at him. And he, So if he's going to be that, he'll run well here. Uh, I think Amenable's a really... Nice horse. I don't know how he wins from the draw because he's going to be giving away probably a start, but he'll be strong late. And at least he'll probably get galloping room where he didn't get that at Mooney Valley. And Lethal Thoughts down from Sydney for the Mar used to stable drawn for a, a good run. But uh, on with the aft cabin. Uh, I think he's one of the better bets of the day. 2175. Your thoughts on the Caulfield Guineas Prelude, Gator? Yeah, look, I'm, I'm with Aft Cabin as well. Um, he just won like a good horse, didn't he, at Hillside two runs ago. He thrashed a horse. It was right on the heels of Berkeley Square. It was, you know, so good winning last week, albeit in the blanket finish. Uh, back to 1,200 and McNeil. Had no answer for Jack and O, but beat everything else. I think Jack and O, pretty good. Back to 1,400 here. The key. Osipenko resumes. He looked very good on debut. It was a soft seven, and he closed on a horse called Caboo. There was a gap to third. He was giving Caboo a kilo and a half as well. Caboo uh, then goes to an up-and-coming and, coming and uh, comfortably beats Golden Mile. Golden Mile goes to a Ming Dynasty and looks like Farlap. Meredith loved the way he launched late at Mini Valley against the pattern to just miss. That ties in amenable. It didn't have much luck behind him. Uh, and a great lethal thought. Uh, he was back and um, way back in the up-and-coming. His third quickest last 200 in the Caboo race, so he must have a case. 1,400 the tick there, but um, yeah, keen to see the race. 2145 for me. 2145 from Gator, 2175 from Dean Lester. I'm also with Arf Cabin getting back up to the 1400 metres. He was terrific. Sandown winning at that trip two back. And I thought the way that the race shaped up, he ran as well as he could in that most recent run at 1200 metres. So Arf Cabin for me, two ahead of seven. Menable, who will need some luck from the draw, but like the way he trialled going into this preparation, tight for room at Mooney Valley first up. He certainly will get the galloping room out there. Osipenko looks to have been trialling up well. Chris Wallace had a few options when to getting back to the races, kicking off here at the 1,400 metres from an inside draw. I think he's in the mix as his number. Eight Japanese Emperor, who was terrific winning on debut at Sandown, also sprinted quickly on that occasion. Be interesting to see where he lines up. Two, seven, one, and eight for me in race four. Race fives for the Phillies, the thousand guineas prelude at group two level over the fourteen hundred metres. Nicole, we take out numbers three, eight, and sixteen. What's the market telling us here? Number one, she's lickety split is the favourite. Five fifty into five. 
$10. Number two, Revolutionary Miss is $10. Scratch the three. Number four, Russian Conquest is a $6.50 chance in from $19. Number five, Boogie Dancer is $6.50. Six, Miss Hellfire is a $9 chance. Number seven, uh, Mumbai Jewel, the spin money for this, $14 into $8. Scratch the eight. Number nine, Hope at Hand, a $13 chance. Number 10, Presenium Arch is 13 as well. Sumatra, number 11 is $14. Vagrant, number 12, $34. Bon Her, number 13, 14. Denied, number 14 is 51. Celestial Spirit, number 15 is a $41 chance. 17, Love Nest, 101. And Call Sign Charlie, number 18 is 151. So there's money for the favourite, a little bit of support for She's Lickety Split, but money for Russian Conquest at a price and also Mumbai Jewel. Interesting race for the Phillies here. Gator, what, what do you think in terms of a tempo perspective? Um, yeah, good, good sized field. Um, you'd think Brasenia March will go forward. Miss Hellfire can as well. Uh, I think she's looking at split. The, the Kiwi can be right there as well. And Boogie Dancer back out to 1400. She's shown much speed back at 1200 in a fast run race. Um, but she's certainly involved in that speed as well. Um, so that's the way I've seen it without being super confident of a, of a speed map there. Uh, as far as selections, um, I'm going to tip the Kiwi. Look, she's got to give them all weight effectively. Um, and, uh, but I think she's pretty good. I mean, she's won three or four. She had genuine excuses in the miss. You know, it was a great chase to win the Group 3 New Zealand fresh. You know, Pacific Dragon, who had former and Wolverine. That filly ran really well in a hot silver shadow in Sydney. Um, you saw that form well and truly frank within secret coming out of that and thrashing the males last week. I think she measures up. You know, I wish it was set weights, but, um, Anyway, we've tipped her on top. Boogie Dancer was too strong for Berkeley Square. There's good form. Back in trip at the Valley, just run off her feet a bit in a str- uh, for strong speed, but loved the way she went through the line. Back to 1,400 here, tick, wet ground, tick as well. I think they'll just go forward to offset that. Uh, revolutionary miss, powered home out wide at the Valley against the pattern. It just shows you, you know, and she was just fair in that silver shadow, so I think I know where the best form is. And Miss Hellfire was a good return, chasing Zuccarino in a rose. But third was Trosh, who won that Atlantic Jewel. Fourth was Kabu, who won the up-and-coming, uh, beating the Ming Dynasty winner, as you referenced earlier. So plenty of layers here. One, five, two, six for me. One, five, two, and six from Gator. Dino, a number of our audience like to make sure we get the horse's pronunciation correct. And uh, I'm informed that the H in number 13, Bonheur, is silent. So it is pronounced Bonheur, not... Oh, Bonheur, not Bonheur, and I, I may have pronounced it Bonheur at times during the uh, the, the uh, days that she has been racing, but I'm reliably informed that the H is silent on number 13. Interesting news, Dino. He's, Dino's been knocked silent by the, the silent no, H in not, Bonheur. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely stunned me, Warren. Dino, what do you think about the 1,000 guineas prelude? And, and please be careful with your pronunciation. Well, I'm going to pronounce uh, Bonheur and uh, and hoping that she is the winner. Uh, I think she's terrific value. She showed good ability back in the autumn. Uh, her win first up, she just got the maiden out of the way, probably ridden just for the pattern of the track and the day. I think she got a great run from the draw, and I think in an even bunch, she'll run 1,400, and I think she'll race well. Boogie Dancer, uh, I don't know if it's as straightforward as going forward from the draw, but if she gets a bit of luck at all, uh, she's going to be right in the finish. She's a good filly, and she runs 1,400. She's lickety-split, obviously, is a good talent. 
uh, the one miss was at 1400 but gee she got speared off the track and it was a, a non-event for her so if you're looking at that take no notice of that one defeat and number 11 Sumatra who again I don't know how she wins from the draw and she's only had a maiden grade but we saw her run well in a size produce I think she's a chance at, uh, at odds but I'm thinking that Bonner is uh, over the odds 13, 5, 1 and 11. Their Dino's numbers, 13, 5, 1, 11. David Gately with numbers 1, 5, 2 and 6. So I thought it was a terrifically competitive race and hoping that Boogie Dancer can offset that wider draw. I think the step up to 1,400 metres will suit her. and seems a real push-button style of horse that can cope with fast tempos, slow tempos and, and still accelerate at the end of her races. Five for me each way ahead of seven, Mumbai Jewel. She's probably going to settle back half of the field, but she will get the clear air, I think, late in the race that she didn't get at Mooney Valley. I think she'll also appreciate 1,400 metres. Six, Miss Hellfire, fitter third up, and 13, Bonner, who won her maiden last start. But her two-year-old form was certainly competitive with, with some of the better two-year-olds. So I think she's come back well. She might have just had a confidence booster last start. My numbers are 5, 7, 6, and 13. In the fifth, race six, over the 2,000 metres, a spot in the Caulfield Cup, up for grabs in the MRC Foundation Cup. Only scratching is number 12, Elias. Nicole, how's the market look? Number one gold trip is the favourite and it's been backed as well. $6 into $4.20. Two Earlswood, a $17 chance. Number three, Grand Promenade is $34. Number four, Shiraz is $9. Five Elephant, $34. Chapada, number six, is $26. Daquin Sweet Junior, number seven, is also $26. Number eight, Crystal Pegasus, it's a $9 chance in from 14 so money there. Midnight Blue, number nine, is $19. Luna Flare, number 10, 23 Emissary, number 11, is $7. Scratch the 12. Number 13, Smoke. Smoking Romans is $9.50. Uncle Brid, number 14. There was early money here, $6.50 into $4.60, but it's dried up. It's back out to $6. And number 15, the Amazonian, is a $31 chance. So good money for the favourite here, gold number one. Also money for Crystal Pegasus, which is number eight. Intriguing race on a number of fronts. So I thought the speed was primarily out wider. Perhaps Earlswood, Smoking Romans roll forward from those wider draws. Nearer the inside, Emissary's got the run under the belt, capable of perhaps holding a spot. But I thought the speed in general was out a little bit wider with Earlswood and perhaps Smoke and Romans. And I thought number 11, Emissary, should get a nice soft run from that draw. He trialled well going into that first up run. No reason to think he won't improve with that run and appreciate the step up to 2,000 metres. So in an even race, 11 for me, had a 13 Smoke and Romans, who I think... May come across from that wider draw, hits this race third up. He's been progressing well this preparation. Eight Crystal Pegasus, he can fire better second up than he did first up. His form card indicates that. He was probably in an unsuitable race. Group two, wait for age, over 1,600 metres first up. But he can appreciate the, the dropping grade, the rising trip. He's a horse who can pull out a good run second up. And just don't know what to do with Gold Trip, but don't want him running against me. I include him, him in my numbers, 11, 13, 8 and 1. How are you seeing this race, Dean? Pretty open, Warren, but I'm with the same t- selection uh, in number 11, Emissary. Uh, I thought his first up win, was, he'd run right up to his trials. He ducked through the pack and he won well. The 2,000 metres is going to suit. I think a race a bit closer Last start, he had no effort, and Charlie Rose really banging on the speed, whereas here, I think the speed will be even, but not as fierce as it was in that uh, race. So I'm with Emissary to win again. Crystal Pegasus goes very well second up. He did enough first up at Wait for Age, back to a handicap. I think he's right in the mix. Uh, Gold Trip, we've only seen once. 
Uh, he's a bit of a mystery horse, but that run was outstanding in Sydney, and his form in Europe suggests he's high class. And 14, Uncle Bryn, bit of a D-Day for him. I think he's either looking for 2,000 metres or a bigger track. He gets both here and might be next best, but I'll be loading this league up in the quality. 11, 8, 1 and 14. 11, 8, 1 and 14 from Dino. Gator, what are you doing here? Yeah, look, I'm going to lean to uh, Smoke and Romans. I do concede it's a, it's a really um, even and competitive race, but I thought he did enough first up against the pattern. Just missed it 2000 second up off a crawling tempo. Down on 54 kilos. Looks about ready to fire with that ticket on offer into the Caulfield Cup. Uncle Bryn, similar closing fraction to Mr. Brightside, first up at Wave Roads, and he came wide against the pattern at the Valley. The winner's flying, military expert, and led, and ran time, so I can't sack him yet. He definitely goes in. Emissary was a trial star before the first up win. Um, ignore the second up for me. He's had genuine excuses in those misses. It's not as if he's just a fresh horse and then goes missing. Uh, Crystal Pegasus flies second up. Gold trip definitely in the quaddy. 13, 14, 11, 8. 13, 14, 11, 8 from Gator. Dean Lester with 11, 8, 1 and 14. My numbers in race 6 are 11, 13, 8 and 1. Previewing Group 1, Sir Rupert Clark, Stakes Day at Caulfield with Dean Lester, David Gately, Nicole Thomas from the tab. It's 26 to 9, the Group 1. Sir Rupert Clark will be the next race after this break. Race 7 on the card at Caulfield this afternoon is the Group 1, Sir Rupert Clark, over 1,400 metres. The emergencies don't gain a start, numbers 17, 18, 19 and 20. How's that affected the market, Nicole? Well, we still have a very good betting race here. And, of course, there's no deduction on I Wish I Win as it was an emergency there. Number one, Dallas Ann is a $23 chance. Two, Law of Indices is 26 Number three, Cine One is $19. Four, Call Sign Mab, 23 Number five, I Am Superman, $16. Six, Just Focus, 26 Number seven, Graceful Girl, $13 has drifted to that. Number eight, Ayrton's interesting. It was $5. It drifted out to $8. It's back into 6 Number nine, Halal, $11. Ten, Showmanship is 7 into 6 Number 11, Red Can Man, $23. 12, Buffalo River, $31. ASAR, number 13, is 21 14, Banker's Choice, $18. Chuvalu, number 15, is slight favourite, and it's been back $7.50 to $5.50. Shallow, number 16, is a $13 chance. So a great betting race here and support for showmanship and Chuvalu. So, you know, you see horses like Buffalo River, Tuvalu, and perhaps call sign Mav if, he, if he's ridden aggressively as we've seen him previously. There should be good speed in this race with horses like that in it. How are you reading the tempo here? Yeah, and you've got Azar going up from 1,200 metres and Ayrton probably first down to the rail from Barrier 3. You probably cross Cinnamon and Graceful Girl. So all of a sudden you've got probably six horses that are going to be prominent, but ultimately Buffalo River from that sort of draw, he's gets a bit keen and he'll roll along and Red Can Man might come across with him. So I think the speed will be pretty reasonable. What are you doing here? I think the safest option in the race is showmanship. He's won eight of ten. He's a beauty. Uh, he was probably destined to win this race two years ago and he broke down on the eve of the uh, of the race. He's come back off that uh, injury well. The run in the Wongoom was good, put away again. One in Sydney, got enough weight to get a run in this race. I think he's come up with a great draw. Three wide with cover probably is where he lands. Damien Oliver knows the race. I think he won it six times. Uh, I think he can make it a seventh. Showmanship for me to beat Callsign Mav, his stable mate, back into a handicap, can be up on the speed. He's a tough horse. I thought he ran pretty well in the Memsey. He'll be fitter, and he's a chance. Uh, the two first-up runners, 8 Ayrton and 15 Tuvalu, 
Uh, Ayton has trialled up quite well on really testing ground, which he didn't like, but this will be better ground than his unbeaten first up. Here's a challenge in this race, though. There's only one in 30 years, and it was Jungle Cat when he came over from Dubai. Tuvalu comes off a lot shorter break. Uh, he trialled well at Casterton recently, and I think he's right in the race uh, with you know, 1,400-metre form. The only horse that's beaten him so far is I'm Thunderstruck. I think he's right in the mix. Uh, the other one I'll be including in the quality is Graceful Girl. 10, 4, 8 and 15. 10, 4, 8 and 15 from Dean O'Gator looking at the best bets, uh, hoping a, a couple of your uh, emergencies going to start for, for your selections. You'd love a dollar for every time that screwing was refreshed on Racing Australia. Checking the scratchings in this race in the last 48 hours or so. Yeah, no doubt. It's a different race now, isn't it? I mean, they were the, they were the top two, clearly, for me, and two I was keen to back. But, um, yeah, so we're just, we're just reassessing. It was sort of left by default with Halal on top, and he's drawn 16 of 16. Obviously, I knew he drew wide anyway. So, um, yeah, he'll need a lot of luck here, um, as a lot of them will, in a big handicap. He crossed the line with some really good horses in the wing second up, and he's given Animo a scare last prep. Two Valoos fresh here. The record speaks for itself. Um, his worst career run is second. His gentleman Roy form, you can easily tie in through the original favourite here. I wish I win. And obviously the um, Thunderstruck form is very easy to like. Edna would be top pick on a bone-dry track. We might even be at a five by now, so he's a must. And both Red Can Man, a good roughy. And showmanship, certainly for the quaddy. 9, 15, 8 and 11. 9, 15, 8 and 11 from Gator. Dean Lester with 10, 4, 8 and 15. I think most of us would have been with I Wish I Win had he gained a start, but he hasn't. And I agree with Dean. I thought showmanship each way. Up to Sydney to get that run under his belt. He won well there. He'll be fitter with that run under the belt. There looks reasonable speed in the race. He hopefully can blend into the race at the right time. 10 each way for me. Damien Oliver looking for his seventh. His first Group 1 came in this race aboard Submariner so many years ago for Bart Cummings and the Harry Lawton colours. Ten each way for me. Ahead of six. Just Folk, I think, can improve here with the blinkers on. Just The race got very awkward for him in Adelaide last start. Probably improving track, not necessarily a positive, but big, strong horse. Blinkers on. Good speed up front. He should be strong late. Eight, Ayrton, first up. The track... Doesn't deteriorate during the course of the day. I think he's in the mix as his 15 Tuvalu, the two first uppers who face the challenge of getting into this race first up, but they look to be going well and they're up to this class. 10 each way ahead of 6, 8 and 15 for me in the Group 1, the Sir Rupert Clark. Race 8 for the Mayors over the 1,200 metres. The how now at Group 3 level. Argentia, Felicia and Larkspur run numbers 3, 10 and 12. Come out. How's the market shaping here, Nicole? Number one, Lavish Girl, a $21 chance. Zapateo, number two, is solid at the $6.50 quote. Scratch number three, number four, Chain of Lightning. Excellent support for the favourite, $2.90 into $2.30. Number five, Written Beauty, $7. Rain Beal, number six, is $61. Number seven, Isotope, has been back from six into $5. Eight, She's All Class, is $10. Exolita, number nine, is 21 and has come in from $71. Scratch the 10, number 11, another award is $14 and has drifted. And scratch number 12. So, a tiny bit of support for Ice number seven, but excellent support for the favourite Chain of Lightning number four. Perhaps the the pace not totally clearly defined here, Gator. How are you reading it? Yeah, no, I think that's um, that's a fair call, especially with uh, with Felicia coming out. Uh, maybe it's Lavish Girl who leads. We know Rainbow's been up on the speed before. Not sure though they did with Written Beauty. Um, she can miss the start. Um, 
So, yeah, I don't think it'll be fierce by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, selections. I'm going to tip Zepatao. She was simply a class above them, first up in the toy show. And I'm forgiving the last run on that track. Um, yeah, it was, she was just all at sea there. Her Mazu form is excellent for Mayor's grade. Uh, Chain of Lightning's um, the obvious, you know, unbeaten. And he just, she just savages the line like a good horse. She ran straight by last week's Let's Elope when kissing all four cheeks here last time. Written Beauty, her trials have been outstanding. Um, I'm loving the way she's going. And Isotope did a good job first up, given she pulled up with the thumps. She wasn't far off. Chain of Lightning. So um, soft six or better, perfect for her. Two, four, five, seven. Two, four, five, and seven from Gator Dino. Uh, another pronunciation. I believe the H is silent in this race. It's the our now, not the, the how now. We've been calling it incorrectly for a number of years. <laughs> uh, Jul- Julian from Parkdale, just looking for, for the Melbourne Racing Club app. It's actually listed under race day. So you're searching in an app store, Julian. Type in race day for your search. It comes up as a sports app and download the Melbourne Racing Club race day app. And It's a terrific asset, Dino, isn't it? Uh, it surely is, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the apps are both uh, that the race day app and the uh, the Flemington app, uh, giving great uh, information. There. And uh, in Sydney, the Randwick app now is really up to date as well. So it's uh, yeah, they provide terrific information for the off course punters. What are you doing in the hour now? I'm going with Chain of Lightning uh, to win again. She's five from five. Uh, she can ride the speed. She can be ridden back. She's probably better when she does get that uh, chance to fly by them, but uh, she's getting just more confident with every run. I think she'll win again. I think the value for at least your trifectas and first fours is Exolita. She's trolled up really well in recent weeks. I mean, she's a reliable mare, as we know, but she might have just come back really well and want to cash in on that maybe first or second run, and I think she's over the odds today, at least for Quinella's trifectas, first fours. Uh, two Zapateo went back in trip last start. I don't think that suited her. her. She can improve, and I've put in eight. She's all class. Next best. She probably appreciated a, a fast gallop last start. She was also Blinker's first time, so maybe that was the key as well. Next best. But I think Chain of Lightning will continue on her winning way. Four, nine, two, and eight. There, Dino's numbers four, nine, two, and eight. Gator with two, four, five, and seven. Yeah, I listened to Peter Moody during the week, and he thought that uh, that chain of lightning might have even improved i was thinking that she certainly wouldn't be improving at this stage of the preparation but if she has she looks the one to beat and i thought she did if she just holds that form and she's versatile tactically i'm with her chain of lightning keen on her forehead to zapateo who was impressive winning first up and then had the task of chasing eduardo last start this is a lot easier and the rise to 1200 meters suits her agree with dino actually has been a real eye catcher at the jump outs and number eight she's all class appreciated having the blinkers on was a much better performance last time as opposed to when she was a short price favorite and didn't fire a shot the start before four two nine and eight for me we get to the last on the nine race card in the boats in the field. We're taking out number six, Rocketing By, and number 10, Satorio Splendor. We're over 1,100 metres here. Nicole, what's the market telling us? Number one in the boat, $7 into $6.50. Number two, ingratiating is a $13 chance. Three, Prince of Boom has gone $8 into $7. Sarah Desk, number four, is $6 and has gone in from 7 Amish Boy, number five, is $11. Scratch, number six. Holbein, number seven, is $61. Number eight, bless her, 21 Number nine, it's our time, $6 into $5.00.
Cash, the 10. Current number 11 drifting to $9.50. 12 Rose Quartz, the favourite, $5.50 to $4.80. And number 13, Fine Dane, an $81 chance. And punters really not sure. They're backing half the field here, but the best back runners are Rose Quartz, and it's our time. Reasonable speed, as you would expect in a, in a sprint race. I thought in the boat would show his, his customary speed. Couple to his inside, Serides has also got speed out wider. Prince of Boom and, and Fine Dane are probably the the fastest of those runners at this trip. Rose Quartz potentially holding a spot just behind that speed. And uh, I'm with number nine. It's our time here. He'll tuck in behind the speed. He's been a bit of a frustration now in uh, some of the sprint races, but I don't think it's necessarily been his own doing. Reasonable speed here will suit him, like the way he's been held together in recent jump-out coming into this. So each way for me, nine, hit a 12-rose courts, who will tuck in behind that speed. She's got a great first-up record. Probably wouldn't want the track to deteriorate during the course of the day, but if we are on an improving track, by this stage of the day, I think that even enhances her chances. 11 current, ah, he's very consistent. He hit the line well as an eye-catcher last start. He just needs to get that next win on the board. But from that draw, he'll just settle off the speed. You'd think he'd be charging late. And hoping in the boat can run well for Dino and his connections. Hopefully the track holds in that better range than, it, than deteriorating. And he did enough first up. He'll strip fitter. 9, 12, 11 and 1 from me in the last. How are you seeing it, Dino? Yeah, I agree with you, Warren. I think it's our time's the one to beat. Uh, he's trolled up well. He lands in a great spot, I would imagine, and uh, he's just reliable in this grade. I think on the limit weight, he'll run very well. I think in the boat will run well, provided that the track is that on that improving side. Uh, he did enough first up. Back to a handicap here with the claim. He's fairly treated. He can run well. 12 row courts. It's very good fresh. This is an interesting race because there's a lot more pressure than she's probably experienced in the past, but she might be a pair further back and she'll be strong late. She can run very well. And Amish boy, trolled up really well, but it's seven weeks ago now. That's my little worry that he's been nominated a few times and hasn't uh, taken his place in fields. He runs today. Uh, if he's obviously right to go with Jamie Carabord. I think he's a watch runner. Nine, one, twelve, and 5. Nine, one, twelve, and 5 from Dino Gator. How are you seeing the last? Yeah, well, I think he's there to run well. It's our time. He was certainly climbing over the heels, wasn't he? In a recent jump out, he was never on the track. Good second or smart one, an extreme warrior here, fresh last prep. Uh, behind him was Curran, who ran so well. Um, you know, with key rivals here in a lead-up race, you can tie that in. Uh, he won his previous two first up. In the boat, he did a good job first up. I thought he worked wide on a strong speed. He was still there at the 150 and then and faded. You know, Dino told us before the race he'd be fit and win, lose or draw and certainly take that on board. He's won six of his previous seven. The miss was at 1,400. Amish boy returns gelded, beat all bar Mars Crusader here, fresh last prep. Uh, if he won more often, you'd be more confident. But, um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to jump out as well. And Rose Court, if she comes through benchmark racing, um, but the times are there to say she measures up with 54. And Prince of Boom had no hope uh, on that track at the Valley last time. He gets another go. But uh, 9, 1, 5 and 12... We're seeing the last quite similarly. 9, 1, 5 and 12 from Gator. 9, 1, 12 and 5 from Dean Lester. 9, 12, 11 and 1 from me. Time for our last break this hour. It's 9 to 9. We'll be back with the boys' best bets and quaddies. Thoughts on the meeting at Caulfield. Look at the boys' best bets and quaddies. But first of all, let's head back to Nicole Thomas from the tab and try and get an insight from Nicole about how she might be playing today and certainly focus on the best back runners in both Melbourne and Sydney. What's the activity been like in the last hour or so, Nicole? 
Well, the best supported runners at Caulfield Aft Cabin keep shortening up. It's 225. I did mention that before, but it's in from 250. That's race four. Gold Trip's been well backed in race six. And Chain of Lightning's probably the best back runner. That's in race eight. And also around the place, we've got uh, the best back runner at Morphville, another Ponzi. Race two, number four. It's uh, into $2.40. And at Randwick, there's some good, um, there's some good moves here. Mahogany, race two. It's a big move. Arnold now $1.65 in race four. A uh, big money for Zugotcha in the T Rose Stakes. That's race six at Randwick. And also Nature Strip in race eight. It's the shorts, of course. It's um, been a good shorten. And Yiska is the best at the Gold Coast. It's unbeaten and it's into $2.40. That's in race one. Uh, and I'm pretty excited about today's racing at Caulfield. I've multied up my two best of the day. Aft Cabin in race four and Chain of Lightning in race eight. And I think Far Too Easy might be able to bounce back the Gold Coast. That's in race four, Warren. Great work as always, Nicole. Thanks for your help this morning. Thanks very much, Warren. Dino, how are we focusing and drilling down on this meeting at Caulfield today? Uh, Warren, uh, I'm playing uh, races four and eight uh, as the best bets. Race four, number two, after cabin. Race eight, number four, chain of lightning. I think Bonheur, uh, with the silent age, is the best value of the day. And race five, number 13. And as for the quaddy in the first league, it's the load-up league for me, numbers 11, 8, 1, 14. But I'm including numbers 10, Luna Flair, 13, Smoke and Romans. The Rupert Clark Stakes, 10, 4, 8, 15 and 7, Graceful Girl. Numbers 4, 9 and 2 in the third leg. And coming home on 9, 1, 12, 5 and including 11, Curran. Big weekend for you, Dino. We've got a, a Metropolitan meeting at Flemington tomorrow and, and post 10 o'clock you'll be doing a, a preview of that meeting with Brendan Delaney. So those that quite often tune into correct weight wanting to get a best bet on a program for you on a Sunday, they'll be thrilled and, and blessed to have your full preview of the Flemington meeting after 10 o'clock tomorrow. Yes, it looks a, a challenging program too, Warren. So uh, yeah, hopefully we can sort them out uh, from 10 o'clock tomorrow. Well, we'll build a bank with your tips today. And also, Leanne's multi, has she uh, been kind enough to find something for us today? She's gone to Randwick, uh, consecutive races, so uh, we'll know her fate there. Race 5, number 7, O President. Race 6, number 5, Zoo Gotcha. Race 7, number 3, Animo. Great work, Dino, and you'll be part of the coverage on RSN 927 right throughout the afternoon. And anyone looking for, for a preview of that Flemington meeting tomorrow, you'll be doing that post 10 o'clock with Brendan Delaney. So busy weekend for you. Certainly will. Thanks, Warren. Dean Lester there. David Gately, how are you wrapping up the meeting at Caulfield? Yeah, we're, we're sort of left with uh, four race four number two aft cabin is our best, <clears throat> so we'll, we'll, we'll go there. Uh, <clears throat> Quality wise, apologies, I certainly couldn't find a skinny leg, so it's certainly a flexi day, lower percentage, as I've said a million times. Can always take a second. Quality a bit thinner in case we get it right. Always take a one out just in case for a few bucks as well. But uh, first leg, 13, 14, 11, 8, and 1. Rupert Clark, the second leg, the 9. 15, 8, 11, 10. Count now, third leg, 2, 4, 5, and 7. And coming home with 9, 1, 5, 12, and 3. Round the country, obviously, we'll get a full preview of that meeting at, at Randwick with you in the next 10 minutes or so, just after the 9 o'clock news with John Bowden. Uh, first of all, you must be looking forward to getting your, your teeth stuck into that meeting at, at Randwick. It looks a, a fantastic meeting, particularly the feature races. Yeah, it is that, and um, you know, it looks like the weather's fined up a bit, so I thought we were working on a soft track range. Rail back through, I think we'll get a level playing field, which is fabulous. 
outside of Randwick? Is there one or two interstate we should be focusing on? Yeah, most definitely. Um, don't have them in front of me because you've caught me off guard, but I'll have them by the time we finish Randwick for you, mate. Outstanding. That's good. That you've always been good with your homework, and uh, you'll find some skinny legs if you look downwards, Gator. You used that <laughs> joke last week. Yeah, no, they're very good from you. <laughs> Looking forward to you being back in uh, some five or ten minutes or so to preview that meeting at Randwick. Thanks for your help with the Caulfield meeting so far. Good work, mate. Speak soon. Best bet for me, race eight, number four, Chain of Lightning at Caulfield. If she can hold that form, I think she deserves to be favourite. And then she holds that form or even improves. I think she's the one to beat race eight, number four, Chain of Lightning. Quaddy first league for me, numbers 11, 13, 8, 1 and 14. Second leg, 10, 6, 8 and 15. Numbers 4, 2 and 9 in a relatively skinny leg for Gator, the third leg, coming home with numbers 9, 12, 11, 1 and 5. That's 11, 13, 8, 1 and 14. First leg, second leg, 10, 6, 8, 15. Third leg, 4, 2 and 9, home with numbers 4, 9, sorry, 9, 12, 11, 1 and 5. That's 9, 12, 11, 1 and 5 in the fourth leg. Just to give you a reminder what's coming up in the next hour or so, David Gately with a big preview of that meeting at Randwick just after the news with John Bowden. No provincial meeting at Tatura today. That's been abandoned due to the overnight rain. So no preview there with Harry White. But Dan Malecki and George Ferrugia will still join us before 9.30 with their previews of the Melton Harness and the Meadows. So... Earlier than previously, Dan Malecki and George Ferrugia before 9.30, because this week we unveil the Racing and Sports Rundown with Brad Bishop, Simon Dinopoulos and Adam Blinko. They'll join us at 9.30 to look at the day's meetings. They'll even throw some sports bit in there. So some real insight from the guys at Racing and Sports in their rundown at 9.30. That'll be a regular feature, 9.30 on a Saturday morning with Brad Bishop, Simon Dinopoulos, Dinopoulos and Adam Blinko from Racing and Sports. Looking forward to that kicking off at 9.30 following the pre view of the meeting at Caulfield with uh, Randwick with David Gately just after the news with John Bowden.